You are listening to the book The War of the Worlds written by H.G. Wells. This audiobook is brought to you by Kriti and the book is narrated by Makran. Chapter 4 The Cylinder Opens When I returned to the common the sun was setting. Scattered groups were hurrying from the direction of Woking and one or two persons were returning. The crowd about the pit had increased and stood out black against the lemon yellow of the sky. a couple of hundred people perhaps there were raised voices and some sort of a struggle appeared to be going on about the pit strange imaginings passed through my mind as i drew nearer i heard stained voice keep back keep back a boy came running towards me it's moving he said to me as he passed screwing a screwing out i don't like it i'm going home i am i went on to the crowd there were really I should think two or three hundred people elbowing and jostling one another. The one or two ladies, they are being by no means the least active. He's fallen in the pit, cried someone. Keep back, said several. The crowd swayed a little and I elbowed my way through. Everyone seemed greatly excited. I heard a peculiar humming sound from the pit. I say, said Ogilvy, help keep these idiots back. We don't know what's in the confounded thing, you know. I saw a young man a shop assistant in woking I believe he was standing on the cylinder and trying to scramble out of the hole again the crowd had pushed him in the end of the cylinder was being screwed out from within nearly 2 feet of shining screw projected somebody blundered against me and I narrowly missed being pitched onto the top of the screw I turned and as I did so the screw must have come out for the lid of the cylinder fell upon the gravel with a ringing concussion i stuck my elbow into the person behind me and turned my head towards the thing again for a moment that circular cavity seemed perfectly black i had the sunset in my eyes i think everyone expected to see a man emerge possibly something little unlike us terrestrial men but in all essentials a man i know i did but looking i presently saw something stirring within the shadow grayish billowing movements one above another and then two luminous disks like eyes then something resembling a little gray snake about the thickness of walking stick coiled up out of the writhing middle and wriggled in the air towards me and then another a sudden chill came over me there was a loud shriek from a woman behind i half turned keeping my eyes fixed upon the cylinder still from which other tentacles were now projecting and began pushing my way back from the edge of the pit i saw astonishment giving place to horror on the faces of the people about me i heard inarticulate exclamations on all sides there was general movement backwards i saw the shopman struggling still on the edge of the pit i found myself alone and saw the people on the other side of the pit running off stent among them I looked again at the cylinder and ungovernable terror gripped me. I stood petrified and staring. A big grayish rounded bulk, the size perhaps of a bear, was rising slowly and painfully out of the cylinder. As it bulged up and caught the light, it glistened like wet leather. Two large dark-colored eyes were regarding me steadfastly. The mass that framed them, the head of the thing, was rounded. and had one might say a face 
There was a mouth under the eyes, the lipless brim of which quivered and panted, and dropped saliva. The whole creature heaved and pulsated convulsively. A lank tentacular appendage gripped the edge of the cylinder, another swayed in the air. Those who has never seen a living Martian can scarcely imagine the strange horror of its appearance. The peculiar V-shaped mouth with its pointed upper lip, the absence of brow ridges, the absence of a chin beneath the wedge-like lower lip, the incessant quivering of this mouth, the gorgon groups of tentacles, and the tumultuous breathing of the lungs in a strange atmosphere. The evident heaviness and the painfulness of movement due to the greater gravitational energy of the earth. Above all, the extraordinary intensity of immense eyes were at once vital, intense, inhuman, crippled and monstrous. There was something fungoid in oily brown skin, something in clumsy deliberation of tedious movements unspeakably nasty. Even at this first encounter, this first glimpse, I was overcome with disgust and dread. Suddenly the monster vanished. It had toppled over the beam of the cylinder and fallen into the pit, with a thud like the fall of a great mass of leather. I heard it give a peculiar thick cry, and forthwith another of these creatures appeared darkly in the deep shadow of aperture. I turned and running madly, made for the first group of trees, perhaps a hundred yards away, but I ran slantingly and stumbling, for I could not avert my face from these things. There among some young pine trees and fuzzy bushes, I stopped panting and waited for the developments. The common round the sandpits was dotted with people, standing like myself in a half-fascinated terror, staring at these creatures, or rather at the heaped gravel at the edge of the pit in which they lay. And then, with a renowned horror, I saw a round black object bobbing up and down on the edge of the pit. It was the head of the shopman who had fallen in, but showing as little black object against the hot western sun. Now he got his shoulder and knee up, and again he seemed to slip back until only his head was visible. Suddenly he vanished, and I could have fancied a faint shriek has reached me. I had a momentary impulse to go back and help him. That my fears overruled. Everything was then quite invisible, hidden by the deep pit and the heap of sand that fall of the cylinder had made. Anyone coming along the road from Chobham and Woking would have been amazed at the sight, a dwindling multitude of perhaps a hundred people or more standing in a great irregular circle, in ditches, behind bushes, behind gates and hedges, saying little to one another and that in short, excited shouts and staring, staring hard at few heaps of sand. The barrow of ginger beer stood, a queer derelict, black against the burning sky, and in the sand pits was a row of deserted vehicles with their horses feeding out of nose bags or pawing the ground. 